East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I, of course, am Les. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm Mario Kiki. I did the intro because my little Leslie is sick. How are you feeling, Leslie? Tell me all about it. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm definitely feeling better. Thank God. Yes, we normally don't record today, but um, Leslie needed some sick time, but we are committed to delivering the goods and gossiping. And I said, all right, listen, let's just get into it really quickly. There wasn't a lot of gossip, but before Mm -hmm. we dive into the Salt Lake City recap, did you see that Monica was on or on Watch It Up and Slide last night. I did. And she, yeah. Did you hear what she claimed? <laughs> she alleged. Well, she said during the interview that Jen Shaw had confided in her about this nationwide scam, which obviously targeted uh-huh. the elderly. Andy Cohen being Andy Cohen asked her, "Well, how did you find out? Like for real?" And mm-hmm. Monica just said, "Oh, well, she told me." And Monica said that she that Jen said that. Well, Andy asked for details and whether or not Jen Shaw yeah. had actually said, was she ripping off older people? Right. I mean, would you admit that you knew? And if you did know, does that mean Monica snitched? I mean, I don't know. Like when my friends break the law, if they tell me, I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, I don't I don't know either how I would feel. I mean, she definitely snitched because she went and called her Secret Service friend, allegedly allegedly so yeah i don't know Uh, and i don't think i would have said it on watch what happens live either i mean hello like now they're gonna investigate her finances and investigate what she knew and how Uh but then again she lives and i'll get into it in the episode but i mean well maybe not because we're gonna recap this week which aired yesterday but last week when they showed her cooking in her kitchen I was like, that looks like my kitchen. And I watched this show to feel Mm -hmm. like poor, but Monica feels equal to me (laughs) in my tax bracket. So I need a new kitchen, at least rent a house like Meredith. Um, No, but let's get into this week's episode of Salt Lake City. We'll start with Salt Lake City. It was episode that aired yesterday, October 17th. Angie is throwing an Easter party that honors her Greek traditions. Angie is reminding us at nauseum that she's Greek and... Mm-hmm. I'm, co- I'm convinced someone in production told her like why don't you just focus on how greek you are you know what i'm saying probably like make it part of your your, your identity or i don't know like i can't uh, think of the word but yeah like your allure. Mean, your allure your greek allure <laughs> um she did hire a terrifying looking easter bunny to deliver the invitation oh my god that's like the stuff nightmares are made out of Mary looked completely nervous, like who is approaching that car? That bunny looked scary. When Heather shrieked because that bunny was just in her backseat, like I don't appreciate invitations like that. Like, first of all, getting invited to parties is already a chore. Like, I don't want to go. I want to stay home. <laughs> but now you're going to send a scary ass bunny at me? Like, no. And then all you I might as well send a clown. Kid, uh, exactly. All bad. I can think about is freaking Lisa Rinna's bunny and Kim Richards. Mm-hmm. Like, like oh uh we get a bit of a a scene with whitney and justin i feel like this is just whitney's storyline because now they're first it was you're too busy for the family but now i feel disconnected Mm -hmm. um she 
she's annoyed that Justin doesn't help her with the kids. She they go back and forth. Um, Justin said he's willing to be more helpful. She just needs validation. Uh, did you care at all? During no, the scene? not at all. No, I barely not. remember the scene as we're discussing it now. I, know, I did and, not care at all. And sometimes other marriages, I do care about the marriage. Like I do like seeing Definitely. Barlow and her husband interact. I think they have a good relationship. But something about this scene just felt so blah and fake. And I was just like, oh, they're yeah. not even probably fighting. Uh-uh. Anyway. Lisa Barlow and Angie are now making candles. I want to go make a candle now. I've never thought about doing that as an activity. Oh, oh like that sounds. We almost did that in Charleston on our girls trip, but they didn't have any time like available because um, we just I, happened to walk in. I would want like a rotten egg candle and light it, like so my <laughs> guests can leave. I'm like, let me let me put the candle on, y'all, and then they'd be like, oh god, it smells like go pinch. away, stalkers. <laughs> Lisa ends up chatting with a young girl that works there who knows her son Jack the girl does let Lisa know that she knew about the mission that Jack was going on before she did I'm like oh let me I, I thought mm-hmm. of a stupid little pun I'm like they may be making candles and that was quite the burn because Lisa <laughs> was like oh okay um angie then gossips that she invited everyone to her easter party except for meredith right i know this is like a housewife trope at this point because um we know how it works at this point but how do we feel when they don't invite somebody well do you it depends on the situation i don't think meredith would have gone to the party first of all and i i think angie has a reason not to invite her like she's I spreading think- a nasty rumor. Now I can't do it. Rumor. I was rumor. waiting for you to say Um <laughs> So maybe she didn't deserve an invitation this time. I think, yeah, everything. I think in the real world, obviously don't invite her, but I wish that Angie would have invited Meredith just to, I mean, are they prolonging the argument at this point? Like, right. Because they're, but we That's do need true. show. So I go back and forth. I'm like, okay, listen. If I'm see, that's why me and you would be good producers because we'd be convincing them to just get it over with. Let's right, do exactly. Let's, just let's have it out. Have head out. Give right. her a phone. Why don't you call her before the just party call. and hash right. out? Mm-hmm. Um, Angie shares that she did invite everybody, but then Lisa Barlow then thinks that Monica is no friend to Angie because Monica was the one that accused Angie's husband of cheating. Lisa calls Monica mean and says that that is not how a friend behaves. I thought it was a little bit of a U-turn for Lisa to just come for Monica. I think she's still upset over the materialistic comment. And she, I think so too. It was a little random for her to come so hard for Monica. Yes. We then get a awkward scene between Pastor Mary, who questioned her son Robert Jr. about the marriage, the rumors that have been talked about. Nastiness. <laughs> Mary really did not seem to know what's going on with her son. He seemed uncomfortable with all this questioning, but then he admits that he got married a year ago. Um, Mary says that they do live in the same house, but they're just in different wings. How big is this house? I mean, I don't know. How big is your house that you don't even see your son? That you don't see your child. And then I didn't write this in the notes, but Lisa Barlow was live tweeting and she said she heard Mary's son was married uh, at BravoCon last year. So I was like, oh, right, so this, right. So this rumor has been around since then. Rumor. Rumor. <laughs> Mary, that- <laughs> Starts crying because her only child 
was married and it was it was actually nice to see mary's vulnerability like to see her with actually like emotion. some genuine right it was genuine and when she cried that's when i thought oh shit maybe she didn't know because now she's actually crying i don't understand how she doesn't know i mean kids are crazy look at the other yeah. one going on a mission without telling his mother and like that's now true. this one's married and i'm over here doing god knows what and where i'm at and it's just (laughs) (laughs) anyway mary gives her son some tough love and lets him in the audience know that he needs to support his wife and she will not um we get a cute scene with heather and her daughter they chat on the phone heather tells ashley that jack lisa's son is going on a Mm -hmm. mission but heather knows from experience what that is like Heather says she's thankful that Ashley is living her best life and not being constricted by the Mormon principles. Ashley's out there having fun in Cabo. Heather decides to not talk to Jack about his decision. She believes that this mission is just a boot camp for the church. Heather seems really triggered by Jack's decision to the mission. Like She it does. Feels, it feels like it's coming from trauma that she went through yes. being a Mormon because it doesn't feel co- like a contrived reaction. Like It right. feels visceral and she feels offended yeah I think it's real when it comes to religion though like I let people believe what they want to believe and you know yeah you can't tell anybody and but Heather last week when she told Whitney like she's joining a racist homophobic Mm -hmm. thing how are you okay with it and I'm just like whoa like that's a big accusation Heather yeah I mean I don't know if they're racist I mean I I mean I'm sure they I do not believe in gay marriage, like true I, Mormons, but I think they have com- they're the ones that like have those conversion. Yeah, don't tell Angie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think Heather just needs to sort of teeter totter and I, she was a little bit out of line, but you know, yeah. whatever, whatever, that's what these women do. She made it about her a lot, Abs- I feel like. Ab- and I'm not saying that's her fault, but. Oh no, for sure, yeah. Uh, Mary then has Meredith come over. I think Meredith needed to do a wellness check because Mary does not film with these women. Um, exactly. so, <laughs> so Meredith, Meredith is like, I need to make sure this woman's still alive. Where have you um, been? Where have you been, girl? <laughs> Mary tells Meredith that everyone knew that her son was married except for her. I was so impressed by that spread of food just for her and Meredith because that looked absolutely delicious. Um, Mary then pretends that she's above the women and says that these group of friends have, have just have stunted development and they need new shoes to walk in. Um, Meredith mentions Angie who insists, or I'm sorry, Meredith mentions the gossip with Angie. Meredith says that she would never out someone who's gay because of her activism and her gay son. Meredith, Mary then lets uh, Mary know that the bunny invite went out, but Meredith will instead be attending the GLAAD Awards. Mary says she's not going to the party, which is not shocking at all. She finds these women to be exhausting and she just wants to see a change before she engages with them, which I'm I'm confused because Mary is over the women, but she's the one who said on Watch What Happens Live that she came back to the show for a reason. I know. For what then? To complain for the check? Like what is really? Yeah, I don't know. It must be for the check. It has to be for the check. As funny as her little quirks are, she's got to do a little bit more than that. Like, absolutely it's so filler and i don't know like yeah. i don't it just the fact that she was even a full-time housewife at some point like season one she was in her closet the whole time if you remember but yes um, yeah that was uh which was like so weird it was like a room 
that hoarding closet. Yeah. Um, Angie and Sean are setting up for their Easter party. Mary calls Angie and tells her she's not going to be going because all of a sudden she remembered she's dealing with the home in Vegas that flooded a year ago. <laughs> I mean, she just like, what a story. I mean, we knew she wasn't going. Is this true? No. Just, just say I won't be able to make it. I am so right. sorry. And, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the bar is so low with how much Mary cares about these women that I was shocked she even called Angie to tell her that she wasn't going. Like, Right. I, and made up a, a, an excuse. An excuse. I mean, uh-huh. That was such a lie, but whatever. Um, Father George, who's Angie's priest, shows up along with Angie's actual dad. Angie then shares that her mom died and her dad had to raise seven kids alone. That was a sad little back. Wow. Yeah. Lisa shows up to the party with Jack and her husband, John. The rest of the women show up along with Monica shows up with her kids and Mama Linda. Monica does not want Mama Linda to hook up with Angie's dad, who's also <laughs> single. And then Angie decides to give a speech about Christ, who was resurrected from the dead. And she's just in complete awe that Christ is able to rise above. I was with Heather because Heather thought that Angie was referencing herself <laughs> to Christ and how she can overcome what has been said about her family. That's I a good thought, point. I when Angie was up there comparing what christ overcame and how mm. people have i'm like girl are you really comparing yourself <laughs> to jesus christ right now which vicky gumbleson did at first yes exactly <laughs> they have something in common now that they can talk about at BravoCon. i'm gonna say you know angie did you really compare yourself to jesus christ i just need to know <laughs> we then get a quick little sidebar that meredith is indeed at the glad awards with brooks and seth hope they had fun and then we get Heather and Lisa discussing Angie being invited to Heather's house. Lisa does admit to being triggered because she felt no one was there for her. Heather then says that she wants Lisa to discuss Jack's mission trips with her. Um, I did find it interesting that, you know, Lisa expects more from Heather. Uh-huh. Lisa doesn't open up to Heather. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, right. what do you want, Barlow? Because you can't say I want Heather to be there for me, but I also don't want to allow her in my life so I think it's, it's like of- yeah well I think it's a slippery slope for Lisa because Heather has such animosity toward the Mormon church LDS yeah. and I think that it's also because it's her child so she's maybe trying to be protective of him and because Heather thinks so negatively about all of it I think she just feels she has to keep that off the table and they can't talk about that together because oh, Heather no, doesn't, sure. Heather looks down on it. No, for sure. And that's the, their discussion. They get into the Mormon church. Um, Heather right. sets the expectation that she wants Barlow to listen to her since she has spent her life in this church. Uh, Heather believes that Barlow has her own ideas on how the Mormon teachings are supposed to be followed. She doesn't think that Barlow's following the principles and that Jack is really just going on this mission uh, because he's not learning about the Mormon church at home. Right. Um, Heather then wants to know why Lisa has not read her book and she starts to ramble on a little bit. So Lisa just lets her know that she's not trying to undermine Jack and his choices. Lisa just wants Heather to know that she actually does not want advice from a bad Mormon. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which I thought was good. I was like, oh, that's a good one. So, and then the chaos erupts because Angie and Monica go off to the side and Angie is upset that Monica shared the rumor that Meredith was alluding to. I'm going to master rumor pronunciation. I need Meredith to teach that Bravo. 
You just have to do like dish lips. Monica actually, you know what? I agree with Monica because Whitney is the one who brought it up on camera. And so usually they can't say they don't, I mean, they have been breaking the fourth wall more, but Mm -hmm. usually they try not to. And so Angie being upset with Monica for saying it on camera is not as valid when Monica reminds us that Whitney's actually the one that brought it up on camera by putting Monica to the side. You know what I mean? So right. To me, Whitney's the one saying that Meredith is using Monica, but it's actually Whitney who did it on camera. So I uh-huh. feel like Whitney's trying to coast on by by not being the little puppet master right. when she's the one who did it. Um, Monica then contradicts herself because last episode she said, you know, Meredith told her, but then she says, actually, this rumor has been circulating for years. Um, so that was a little bit of a contradiction. Uh, mm-hmm. Monica tells Angie, at least I tell you what is being said to your face, not like the others who talk behind your back. I mean, is that really better? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. In this situation, I think it would have just been better for everybody to keep quiet. To me, it's like, I ha- I was raised correct, Monica. I have manners. I talk about people behind their backs. Thank you. I mean, and if that stuff. really is the rumor that's going around, don't you think Angie probably would have caught, you know, and, like, word of that? Yeah, and I think Angie heard the rumor before because even right. when, she, when she heard it on camera, her reaction was so fake and, like, so fake shock. I'm like, you're not yeah. that good at it. <gasps> <time."> what? <laughs> It was that oh my meme, God. that meme of that girl that says pretends to be shocked. Like that was yes. uh, Angie's reaction. Mm-hmm. Poor mama Linda comes over and tries to break up the conversation. <laughs> she starts speaking in Portuguese, which is confusing to Angie because she only speaks Greek in case you forgot. Angie yes. is Greek. Um, Monica or mama Linda then tries to get Monica to go to the bathroom with her to defuse the situation. That felt like a mother uh, reprimanding oh a toddler. Oh my God, I know. A- so cringe i was sitting there like good lord get this off so but you know what if my mother did that to me and tried to like pull me away i would have the same reaction i feel like i would be like livid so i kind of get it i think that on the surface it just felt like monica had a whole tantrum and just lost her cool after angie got on her skin and her Uh mom was actually just trying to maintain some respect for the house yes, you know the right. hosts like let's actually maintain right but I mean obviously their issues are way deeper than that like I think as a mother she was just embarrassed that her daughter was acting like that and mm-hmm. for sure Monica's reaction to her mom does seem to come from her whole life like feeling like her mom just doesn't have her back you know so yeah. and Monica completely just went back to acting like a child like it was so she really did and it was so sad to wish that you had a different mom, you know, like it's I know. when Monica said that I was like, wow, that's such a sad admission. And uh-huh. it's more, it's just completely mortifying to behave that way at someone's party. Like, oh, even, for sure. Even, even Angie, on the housewives. <laughs> it's so mortifying. And even if Angie was trying to pretend that she didn't start the whole conversation, like she's uh-huh. the one that started this entire conversation. She and, did. She's trying to act like, oh, well, it's not the time. It's like, bitch, you brought it up. You came right. up to me and talked to this. Right. Um, so anyway, that trigger, like, it was just, it was very sad to see the interaction between mm-hmm. Mama and uh, Monica. And Definitely. Really work out their issues, hopefully, on camera. Um, then, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the please. Rest, 
the rest of the crew agreed and they view Monica as being disrespectful to her mother. Um, I don't know exactly why Monica dragged her poor kids out. They wanted to do that Easter egg hunt. And when Monica, like, yeah. like I said, wished for a different mom, I'm like, well, maybe <laughs> in that moment her kids did too because they wanted to fucking look for eggs. Like, come on. <laughs> But what an episode. I think what we we got the mid-season trailer. What did you think of the mid-season trailer? We did. I thought it was good. I'm dying to know what, I mean, what are your thoughts on what this secret is in Aruba? Well, I did not see the fact that Meredith is the one that does something to Monica coming. Yes, I didn't either. Because Heather mentions like a shocking betrayal. Monica storms off crying. Meredith suggest she might as well do what she's been accused of doing all along spreading those uh-huh. rumors, rumors. rumors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so then um whitney and heather are fighting about the book and then monica or mary tells monica don't trust no one mm-hmm. but yeah the trailer was pretty um Look good it looked good and it just it was interesting and i did see a recent headline that salt lake city is up a whopping 134 percent from season i saw that too ratings yeah. averaging 1.9 million total viewers each week right so these well they're keeping are... the momentum going this season oh. it's not dragging anywhere no for sure it's been and last season it did yeah last season once the black eye made its appearance it was just downhill yeah there well i think jen shaw was sucking the life out of it last season also she was like kind of in limbo waiting to go to trial or jail or whatever and i'm just i'm glad her energy is not there anymore no for sure like jen shaw was definitely the black cloud. she's still kind of like the black cloud that lingers on with you know every time she comes but at least we don't have to listen to her (laughs) absolutely because i don't want to hear it she was exhausting exhausting do you think, because if she, I'm trying to put the math together here. If mm-hmm. she gets out of jail in the five, six years that they said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that'll be like season 10. So uh-huh. do you think Bravo would bring her back? I don't know. After stealing from the elderly? Like, come on. I mean, Teresa committed like mortgage fraud on her own mortgage. She didn't like, exactly. like hurt anybody diff- else in the process. This is a different set that's, of crimes. That's a disgusting level oh, yeah Bravo doesn't even consider that like I just, hope not too just put it on the show that she's out and that's whatever. a good question to ask Andy at ask Andy I'm sure Andy will just say <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out once we'll we get see there. We right right I mean who knows if because by then Housewives Salt Lake City will be in season 10 so it's like right if it's still on who if knows? it's still on but oh, it's, I can't what imagine. is it in only season four right Right now, season four. We're only in yeah. four. So that's, yeah. So that's why I'm like, okay, well, if she is going to be there another five, six years, and we're right. screwed because here we go. We'll see. We yeah. will see. Well, that was right. Salt Lake City. Should we just go straight or... through? We can just go no, straight we... through if you want. Yeah, let's good. go straight into the Roni finale. What a cute season it was. I'm like Heather DeBro. Oh, so cute. Oh, such but it cute. really was cute. Like when I, I really... say something's cute, I mean it. Like so cute. I agree. I think they did the best they could. I 
Because at this point, the women have so much pressure to deliver. They have a lot of expectations. The fans like us have been watching for almost 20 years. We know the formula. We know the personalities that might come on. Mm -hmm. So it's completely different now to premiere a new city, a new cast, because the bar is set and it's high. And so overall, I thought it was a cute introductory season. And we'll we'll gather our final thoughts after we recap the episode. Yes. so, guys, I'm taking the lead again because yes, because I'm yeah, I'm a little. So y'all gonna have to y'all worse. gonna have to deal with y'all gonna have to deal with my <laughs> horror voice. Um. Anyway, the finale starts with Uba meeting up with Aaron for fun. That's a nice change from getting sunglasses snatched off your face. <laughs> Aaron allegedly feels bad in retrospect about picking on Pavit at the swingers' dinner, but she can't seem to understand him. Aaron just calls his statement. She lets me do what I want uncommon but that was never even said by Pavit I might point out yeah that wasn't his compliment about her it was different than that and to me it's frustrating that Aaron is implying that Pavit is cheating on Jessel that's what I'm hearing from her little shade when she she was the first one to get offended that the word divorce was said at her vow renewal it's like oh I know the word divorce was set at your vow renewal and your shit falls out your asshole. But now you want to be <laughs> the one implying that Povet is cheating on Queen Jessel. I know. Anyway, Uba then opens up how she was taken aback when Sai's husband, David, came at her wondering why she was single. Uba explains that she's hopeful to one day tie the knot. But for now, she will continue being the Uba we all know. So far, the only person that knows that uba has a mystery man is sai so that's what the audience knows by now Mm -hmm. uba knows better than to let aaron in on her new relationship because she as she says aaron is the new york times and she has a big mouth so she (laughs) she tells aaron anything then bam everybody will find us laughing at that yeah that was funny uh, we get a cute scene of Sai and Bryn, which is a great storytelling editing for those who can do some critical thinking because these mm-hmm. two end up arguing at the end. So <laughs> I thought it was brilliant that the editors put this scene first to remind Me us too. that they're friends. Uh-huh. Uh, the girls are walking around Central Park. They try to figure out where Uba had sex, which is always fun to do <laughs> with, with friends. Um, Sai talks about how her mother loved Central or her grandmother or her mom loved Central Park and how Sai used to sell incest for her mom there. That's funny. (laughs) I know. Brynn discusses how she will endow a tree in Central Park in loving memory of her grandmother. They walk around hunting for the perfect tree and it was a cute scene, but again, it was placed in this episode for a reason because they are over there hugging and look how close we are. We are. Uh We're such good friends. We are such good friends. Um, BFFs, honey. (laughs) Jessel is shooting her first campaign of ready to wear accessories straight out of India and the Middle East. And it's all being shot in Jenna's apartment in New York City. I thought that was pretty ironic and fabulous. Um, (laughs) Jenna humble brags and says this is not the first time that she's lent out her place. She's had at least 50 photo shoots in her charming apartment. I'm sure. Uba then makes her way to Jenna's apartment to help guide the photo shoot. They take a minute to talk some crap about the latest drama Uba and Jessel do. Aaron and Sai just continuously talking about Pavit and Jessel's marriage. Jessel does not appreciate these two girls trying to poke holes in her marriage because talking about a husband should be off limits. Jessel is unsure how she's even going to handle seeing them at Bryn's birthday party. Meanwhile, thing one and thing two, Aaron and Sai, they're prepping for Bryn's upcoming party and they're on the hunt for a great mask. They then start talking about how Jessel called Aaron a pet 
parrot. This grosses Aaron out, and she threatens to dropkick Jessel. That's like the second or third time that Aaron says she's going to dropkick somebody. I know. At, at this point, I need to see if she can actually dropkick anybody. I don't think that she can. It's like a broomstick <laughs> being swung at you. It's like, what are you really going to do with that? Like, I I exactly. Don't come for me. I know. Dropkick. I know. Maybe at BravoCon, I can ask her, can you show us your dropkick? Because that's a big game to talk. It really um, <laughs> is. That's a good question. Five write all these down. <laughs> I'm like, let's write all these questions down. Yes. Cy then claims she's not being mean. She's just straightforward and abrasive, which is a fancy way to say mean. mean. Girl, just say, just yeah. say you're mean. Like abrasive right. is a fancy word. It's fine. Like, let's just call it what it is. Right. Um, Aaron then lets Cy know that David is on Uba's shit list because uh, David offended Uba by asking why she's still single. And of course, Cy tries to act like she doesn't care. I don't care. It's not a big deal. But then Sai nonchalantly mentions that Uba's fine because she's dating someone. Mm-hmm. I think Sai immediately realized it was a slip to say that. Like she forgot the um, camera was there. Pretty much. Aaron is shocked to hear this and wants answers. Sai did let Aaron know that Uba said, just keep this between there. Please keep this between us. But then Sai is there squawking like a parrot. So which is it? She's the parrot. Yeah. Exactly. Erin, being as self-involved as she is, decides to take it personal, and she's more bothered by the fact that Cy found out about first. I'm like, girl, everything is about Definitely. you. Definitely. Good God. What a great housewife. Um, yeah, of course. Cy, Cy admits she should not have said something, but it's too late to retract now, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girls are all getting ready to go to uh, the party. Jessel believes that Cy and Aaron are obsessed with she wonders how the evening will turn out of the party she says she'll either ignore them or she'll let them know how she truly feels mm-hmm. uh Bryn's party is taking off Cy claims that she looks hot in her mask but that was not a cute mask I don't know what the hell that no, was no I didn't like it either it was a bandit look as Bryn called it and I agree with that I'm like you look yeah. like a, the hamburglar yeah. um <laughs> I love Uba. a hamburglar uh, me too. I should be the hamburglar for Halloween next year. That's cute. Uba rolls up and then Jenna, who takes this mask assignment very seriously. Jenna then shares a birthday kiss with Bryn and Bryn promises to be the next <laughs> Miss Jenna Lyons. They have a lot of sexual chemistry. I they definitely like, do. Normally when we've seen housewives make out, you know, it's just for fun. There's nothing right. there. But the fact that Bryn is like ready to just go to town or, or vice versa. <laughs> right, exactly. Sai clearly told her husband David that he offended Uba because he finds her to apologize. Uba calls it a teachable moment and promises to David she is good, insinuating she does have a plus one in her life. Which Brit- I'm sure Sai told him anyway. Ab- absolutely, yeah. Bryn and Sai then snicker about Jessel and how Sai wouldn't even know that Jessel was at the party, even if she was. And Bryn says to Sai, to you, Jessel is just camel, isn't she? Or camo, not camel. Camo, camo isn't she? Camel toe? <laughs> ah! When Jessel finally does arrive, she gives a blanket hello to everyone. And this sets Aaron off. Aaron is annoyed that she didn't get a hug hello. But Sai oh, is- my God. Sai is happy that Jess was ignoring her. I did believe Sai that she was like, oh, good. Don't even talk to me like that. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. And and I'm with Sai. Like, if I don't fuck with you like that, then don't talk yeah, to me. Yeah, like don't this. talk to me. Right. A, blank, a blanket hello. Cellophane. Sai. Yes. 
Exactly. Aaron decides to confront Jessel and wonders why she didn't get a proper greeting. And to that, Jessel just slips loose. Jessel reminds Aaron of all the crap she's talked about her husband and their relationship. And naturally, Sai makes her way over to the conflict. Sai makes it clear that she did not want to be Jessel's bestie. And Jessel clarifies that the feeling is mutual. I enjoyed seeing Aaron bothered because the whole time they're trying to act like they are better than Jessel. And so I know. Jessel, so does he, Jessel, finally meet, uh, like match their energy? I was like, oh, beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Give me more. Um, Aaron then believes that she has tried with Jessel and she claims that Jessel is now just lashing out. It's like, girl, shut up. You're in your confessional. She has not tried. Exactly. And you're in your confessionals insinuating that her husband's cheating on her. Right. So it's like, like, what the hell's wrong with you? Aaron does not like that Jessel has a notepad filled with things and she calls Jessel's and Jessel calls that psychotic, claiming she actually doesn't do that. Aaron can't comprehend why Jessel would call her a parrot, and Jessel gets schooled on how to stand up for herself by Bryn. Bryn is frustrated that Jessel is just not sticking it to these bitches. <laughs> right. Bryn would cut a bitch. Like, I love Bryn. Oh, so, yeah. I love that Bryn is so totally. fun, but she's ready to go. But she's, yeah. Don't yeah. underestimate her. And in the most fabulous choices ever, Bryn decides to play a party where they all air out their grievances amongst each other. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. They never do that. I'm like, okay, production with the game idea. <laughs> right. Um, Bryn starts and puts Povit in the hot seat for calling Psy bipolar. Psy mm -hmm. is rightfully offended because her mother was bipolar, but she actually seemed more annoyed that Povit called her a bitch. She <laughs> retaliates that by reminding him not to confuse with being honest with being a bitch. And, and she starts yelling at Jessel. Um, Sai mm -hmm. continues to try to poke holes in Pavit's VS9 story, and Uba says, "What well, we are all thinking: Why is this important? Right? Why do you care? Like, it's not even a big lie. Even if he is lying, it's not a, like some big massive lie. Like, it's let it go. right. Who cares? It's not that exciting. <laughs> yeah. Just so that as Sai's uh, Sai's husband David, why his wife doesn't like her, and Sai comes over. She continues to claim that at the end of the day. She just wants to know who Jessel is. That's such a crock because when Jessel opens up to her side, just doesn't believe it. So Jessel just can't seem to win with her. Right. So, so frustrating. Um, Aaron then comes out dressed like size pet parrot and Jessel can't help but laugh. And I thought it was great. That was that funny. They did not take themselves seriously enough to do that. I thought it was funny. I don't think and that I, wasn't parrot though. That mask. I think no, it was like a, I, a cardinal or like something. I saw somebody say on Twitter and I was like, oh yeah, it really isn't. It, it looked like Iago from Aladdin to me. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm like that's fitting because this bitch reminds me of Jafar. So oh it's yeah. Perfect. There she you go. She has the waist of Jafar. Jafar was always <laughs> snatched. Yes. Um, Jenna watches all this from the sidelines and tells David how fearless the other ladies are, but then she's surprised and flattered to hear that Sai talks about Jenna like she's a superwoman. It's interesting to see that Jenna feels the other women are fearless and uh -huh. whatever when she's the one that gives that energy. But I she's know she's so socially awkward. Yes. Um, then Bryn blows out her candles, wishing for two husbands, one for her and one for Uba. I love that cake. Oh, yeah, the Nancy Drew cake. It was yes. such a cute little cake. Well, I um, loved when Bryn said that she rereads like Nancy Drew when she's emo. Aww. And I do that too. I do that with Judy Bloom and Sweet Valley High. <laughs> oh my God. I do that too, only with old seasons of Housewives. <laughs> Just there you go. I do that as well. <laughs> I always have like my little comforts, but but the books are definitely one of them. Okay, go ahead. Abs 
absolutely over the cake over the as they're having some cakes i just let's just know that you know what that she makes her sick but they should all just get over it <laughs> what i mean listen it's true like you make me sick but let's just move on right um it does seem like aaron Sai, and jesso are back on the right track and everything was all fine and dandy until a hyped up brin yells from across the room uba i heard you got a man in connecticut oh <laughs> I was like, oh no. I was like, we were doing so good. Uh-huh. Uba does play dumb for a minute, but Sai is now in the hot seat because she's the one who revealed Uba's mystery man to Aaron and then most recently to Bryn. Bryn explains that Sai started all of this on camera. Uba is pissed. Jenna knows how vulnerable Uba must feel knowing that something in her personal life is exposed. <laughs> Listen. Jenna I mean, and Uba need to stop. Gen- Jenna and Uba need to stop playing. They're on a reality show. Right. You're on how, Housewives to show your real life. How can you come in with restrictions and conditions? Like, this is why. You can't. You can't. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Like, this is so frustrating to me. Very. Uba tries to figure out how Bryn knew about Connecticut. And Cy desperately tries to explain the difference between telling Aaron an accident versus telling Bryn a drunken mistake. Sai does admit to spilling the beans, but it's just, it was so artfully twisted into Bryn being the bad guy because Sai called Bryn fucked up for saying Uba's business, but she's the one who was telling everyone. So how is everybody Bryn fucked yeah. up? Like you're the one that said this homegirl. And on camera first to Aaron. Exactly. So, and, and that's the thing. Once you say it on camera, once you are risking it for everybody like i I mean come on they're not gonna cut that out i mean exactly like bravo bravo fucking bravo which of course i was watching i had on beverly hills all day today and it was that season so oh iconic iconic tantrum iconic denise richards tantrum Mm -hmm. uh but yeah it's uh it was so so hilarious um kasai is freaked out when she's being called out for being a jerk uba does seem to be let down but as Sai puts it, Bryn let her down because she got caught when Bryn said something. That's the main problem here. Sai repeatedly keeps saying it's not okay that Bryn did this. It's like, no, boo-boo, you did this. <laughs> right. You it's did all you. This. Exactly. Um, Jessel is ready to move past the petty BS. And Aaron feels like everyone just needs to cool off and press the reset button. We then get the classic what the ladies have been up to recently montage. Uba's Mr. Connecticut has finally met the ladies. Sai and Bryn are still beefing, considering Sai is planning to not invite her to her home. <laughs> Jessel and Povet are doing great. They're still thinking about baby number three. Erin is coming out with her own mezcal line. Jenna is proudly displaying her new relationship, and Bryn is freezing her eggs over in Switzerland. Maybe Bryn <laughs> should just stay in Switzerland because of the yeah. way things are going overall it was a cute season that was the finale yeah next week i am more frustrated with jenna and uh uba even because how are you gonna hide stuff from your life like you i don't know i know i I I mean i feel like jenna probably had a lot of conditions to do this and maybe I, I, i don't know but to me what's interesting is that jenna was on watch what happens live and the way Andy was interviewing her was very much like one and done, like because she said the entire yeah. season was her thorn. Her thorn, and, I know. And I'm like, girl, like you are acting like this was the biggest chore of your life. Like, 
what is the problem? Um, I know she didn't seem that bothered during the season, except for when they had to go away and she went two days earlier, but like, well, I don't know. I, I was wondering why she even joined the show and then shout out to Danny Pellegrino, who told me that, uh, Jenna gave an interview implying that she did it because she wanted to promote her lash line. And so it's like, okay, well, that's fine. I don't know how much it was actually featured on the show, but, um, Not much. That's I mean, her, I looked up the lashes. I won't lie, but I didn't but buy her, any. Her tagline was about lashes, and it's like, it's the lash industry that I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't. But she, she's not uh, made out for the housewife thing. I think she might be better as um, friend of. Maybe next season she can pop in and make cameos because she. She wasn't like the balancing act that, you know, like a Cynthia Bailey would be right. or like a calming for like she was calming. And I did find she was her, definitely I don't think calming. She was, yeah. And I, you know, to be clear, I don't find her boring or nothing, but I think no, that, I thought um, she added a lot to it, but she needs to be willing and able to show more. For sure. I think that it's uh, just. Yeah. Interesting that she decided to do the show in the first place because now it's like, well, why are you here? But anyway, agree. But yeah, that's that was the season. I'm looking forward to the reunion. We do get Salt yes. Lake City, or I'm sorry, we get um Beverly Hills next week, and then the yes. week after we get um Miami and then Potomac. Oh my god, they're just flooding them at us. I and know. then we go to BravoCon. We have BravoCon, yeah. We have a programming update. I when are we recording next then? <laughs> So I'm going to France on Friday and then, um, then I come back so we can do, we'll probably come back right before BravoCon. Yeah. We can recap Beverly Hills and whatever else is going on. Maybe like that Monday before BravoCon. Oh my God. I'm so excited to see you in person. I know. I know. It's going to be so fun. And y'all know we're going to bring you all the BravoCon gossip. We have tickets to everything. Everything. Yeah. It is exciting. I'm ready to do BravoCon in Vegas with East and West are taking over Vegas because we are going to be very exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. If you listen to the podcast and you're going, please come say hi to us. We're very approachable and friendly. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) I'm semi-friendly. No, just kidding. Please feel free to come and find us. We'll have a few libations by then, so we'll be fine. Definitely. Definitely. So it's been another fun show. I'm sorry. I'm so like sicky sounding everybody, but we did you know? great and Leslie I say it every week I love talking to you and I love talking to you and we love talking to all of you guys so oh and I want to let me just give a shout out to all of our foreign listeners in Sweden we have listeners in Sweden some in Australia some it in is- the UK thank you you guys like we appreciate it it's crazy I love that you guys listen to us just talk and I know. discuss the little niche women that it's a niche little fan base and we love every single one of it i love me it. too all right everybody we will see you next time all right bye